You know we talk that trench talk, that trench talk. Got to talk about Kenyon Green and the offensive line as a whole, right? And then we're also going to look at Damian Pierce and what we should expect if DP isn't ready to go on Sunday. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Wednesday episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more, I'm talking more props, more odds, and more lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. I'm John Hickman, joined by Cody Davis, here to talk about your Houston Texans. And uh, regardless of how this season has been going, I think that we can look at Laramie Tunsil, who in back-to-back weeks shut out two of you know the top three or four or five pass rushes in the NFL. But right now, PFF, and you can take this with a grain of salt, by the way, but PFF has Laramie Tunsil ranked as the number one offensive lineman in pass protection this season with a grade of 91.6 506 passing pass blocking snaps this year only one sack surrender there's no way this season ends in Laramie Tunsil isn't an all pro and I compare Laramie Tunsil and what he's doing right now to what we saw many years out of Joe Thomas up in Cleveland yet the rest of the pop product stunk but when we look at that 2007 draft class, what made that draft class so remarkable is the drafting of Joe Thomas, one of the best tackles I've ever seen play in my time. And also look at Titus Howard, man. Titus Howard has played some outstanding football for the Houston Texans. And so I think moving forward, if they are still on good conditions and good terms and good relationship with Larry Tunsil, he returns. Titus Howard. You go ahead and get a deal worked out with him, getting him to come back. But you know what? We do still have to worry about the interior offensive line play for the Houston Texans. And I have seen many tweets worrying about Kenyon Green, the rookie left guard out of Texas A&M. Guys, I'm here to tell you this. Kenyon Green is a 21-year-old man-child. Now, being a 21-year-old man-child is phenomenal for college football. He's 21, guys. And in a stretch of games, like I mentioned, he didn't hit the rookie wall. The rookie wall hit him and ran through him. But in a stretch of games, he's played the best of the best at the interior defensive line position. All the way from Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, Hargrove, like he's played Jeffrey Simmons, uh, Christian Wilkerson, Roquan Davis. He's played some of the absolute best of the best of the best at defensive tackle. And, yes, he has struggled. But I don't think that from what I've seen from a lot of you, and, you know, uh, I can't put a name on it, but, Cody, I don't think this is an immediate worry to label him a bust or an immediate worry for you to – right off this young man's career. 
I opened up by saying he has been playing with man-child strength, and I want to emphasize on that by saying that 21-year-old man was just playing college football in the SEC, mind you, but not too long ago, right? He is now dealing with grown men strength. So when I look at Kenyon Green play football, I'm seeing a lot of times, well, maybe he's getting knocked off his base a little bit quicker because those guys are just quicker and stronger than him at where he is right now in his career so far. This offseason for Kenyon Green is going to be a couple of things that's going to make, make him a whole lot better player. Number one, Cody, you know what the first one is? What? It's always, always, always going to be getting into the film room. The film room for Keon Green would allow him the opportunity to see a lot of his mistakes and understand where he needs to get better and how he can use those mistakes, bring it to his coach and say, well, coach, this is what I struggled on. I want to get better in these areas right here. How do we do it? This is the blueprint of why I was bad. Now let's fix that. Number two, and I think this is just as important as number one, conditioning. Conditioning. There's a lot of times where I see the uh, rookie young man, Green, out there, and he just looks gassed. Remember his offseason, Cody? What happened with Keon Green throughout the offseason? In and out, can't practice on the sideline, not going through some of those reps that you want your rook to go through. And with conditioning leads me to strength. Strength and conditioning go hand in hand when you play football. And at each level, from what my friends have told me that I know I have friends that play college ball, and I do know some people that's in the league now, but what they tell me, hey, man, what you was doing in high school is nothing. What you do in college compared to what I've heard and learned to the NFL is nothing. You know why? In high school, you still got to go to school. Right, gotta wake up, gotta make sure you, you, you're on time and everything, and then you practice in college. Now you dedicate more time to playing football, but you still gotta go to class, you still gotta hustle and bustle. And it ain't like the NBA where you can just skip after one year, you gotta wait three years. In the NFL, you eat, sleep, and breathe football, so you're dedicated to football. He needs a full offseason of strength and conditioning an NFL tape to watch film on. And I think he's going to be a whole lot of hell, a whole hell of a lot better coming into the season next year because he's done some good things this year. Let's not act like he hasn't. I think a lot of his issues right now is that he is tired. He looks gassed a lot early on, and he's just trying to get his body accustomed to the NFL game. It doesn't also help that you have had inconsistent play from the center who, whether it's Britt, or for the majority of the season outside of one game has been Quisenberry. That also doesn't help out as well. So stop writing off the young man, okay? Uh, he'll get better. He'll come back next season, hopefully. He'll get in that weight room. He'll get that conditioning. He'll get his heart rate and everything, and the flow of the game will come to him better, and we will see an opportunity for this offensive line to be much more stiffer, stronger, and tougher in those trenches. I've been encouraged by what I've seen by Keon Green. Let me just say that. Um, and the one thing that I would say, and I like how the way you put it, was the fact that when, when it comes to Keon Green, you got to put things into perspective. And I like the fact that you talked about his conditioning because, John, this is a guy going into rookie minicamp in May, I believe. Um, he was dealing with a minor knee injury. He missed majority of training camp due to a concussion. Not only that, throughout the regular season, he has dealt with a shoulder injury that he has played through. 
And on Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys, and I'm not sure what his status is as of right now for the game against the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday, but he also sustained a minor ankle injury. Now, I don't expect him to be put on the shelf, and later on today I will have an opportunity to see whether or not he is at practice. But when you look at all things considered, but still keep in mind that one of, if not his best on-field attribute, was his ability to improve the Houston Texans offensive line with their run blocking. And that is part of the reason why Damian Pierce is knocking on the door to, to, to be named Offensive Rookie of the Year. Keon Green has done a lot of great things throughout his rookie season. No, it hasn't been mind-blowing, but at the same time, you have to keep all of these things in perspective. And by the way, you mentioned it. He's lining up next to Larry Tunsil, and I'm in the locker room at least one, two times throughout the week, and I see him having several conversations with Larry Tunsil and Titus Howard. And when you take a look at at it from a from a experience, more so of a veteran standpoint, that is what you want to see your veterans do to help and groom your rookies. Absolutely, and by the way, Titus Howard has only allowed one sack this season. He's he's been playing some good football in terms of being the pass John. protection. It just sucks that um, it, it just seems like this is late for Houston. You wanted this a couple of years ago in terms of making sure that your quarterback can stay upright. Uh, for the tackles, man, it hasn't been the tackles. The interior offensive line has been really costing Houston a lot of yards because their quarterback – is either getting sacked and hitting the backfield, their running back isn't able to get to the second line uh, of scrimmage. I do want to say this before moving on. Nick Casario, whoever the general manager is, they got to find a way to keep Larry Tunsil and Titus Howell for this upcoming season. Because so many people screaming, we want a quarterback, Bryce Young, CJ, and, uh, and all this other stuff. You don't want CJ or Bryce Young to go into the situation like Deshaun Watson did. Remember, Deshaun Watson came to this organization. That offensive line was terrible. His second year in the league, he got sacked 62 times. You don't want that. So, Yeah, Yeah, an offensive line, having a good offensive line already for your quarterback that you're drafting for the future does maybe more wonders than having a number one receiver for a quarterback in his rookie year. I, I, I truly believe that. Guys, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. And you know what? You want to be 100% certain you have the right people around you and you have the access to find the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Super easy. Create the job post on LinkedIn Jobs. Then, you know what? Add your job and the purple Hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions can make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Guys, I also want to let you guys know about Audible. This episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible, Audible excuse me, is releasing a slate of new football podcasts which you're going to love. That's why you'll be able to find a sneak peek of 
Think Like a Champion, available right now as a bonus episode on Locked On Presents. Think Like a Champion is a brand new podcast from Russell Wilson and Audible. Russ is the champion on the field, but off of it, we rally know we rally know the grind and path to greatness. Russell Wilson alongside co-host Harry Wilson and the late Trevor Mawad. Uh, they dig into how high-performance athletes, artists, and leaders push the boundaries of their potential. Right, and it's super, it's super great. Actually, you get the chance to hear from two Super Bowl champions and MVP Von Miller, who delivers sharp insight about performing at your highest level in moments of extreme pressure. Or NCAA champion Tim Tebow discuss how to find your unique personal mission in the world. So head over to Locked On Presents right now for a sneak peek of Think Like a Champion or catch the full series available anywhere you get your podcast available everywhere now. Audible, get into the game. Welcome back into this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans. And as I alluded to in the first segment, um, later on today, I will have an opportunity to see whether or not Keon Green is out there on the practice field as the Houston Texans prepare for that match against the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday. But there's one guy I'm definitely going to be searching for, and that's rookie running back Damian Pierce. Um, as everybody know, Damian Pierce left Sunday's game in the fourth quarter due to an ankle injury. And according to uh, Brian Bearfield, you guys know him as Big Sarge. Um, he was at the game on Sunday. He said that he saw Damian Pierce leave the game in a walking booth. So that doesn't sound good. I'm not sure at, at the moment what his status is for the game. I'm not expecting to see Damian Pierce Sunday against the Chiefs. However, I hope that this isn't an injury that puts him on the shelf for the rest of the season because what you got to keep in mind, this is a young man who is only 61 yards away from a, from cracking over 1,000 rushing yards for probably the first of many in his career. Um, however, John, if Damian Pierce, as expected, isn't going to play on Sunday, what do the Houston Texans do in that backfield? Perfect opportunity for Darre. How many times have we been saying that? Yeah, but I mean, how many times? It was times a perfect have we, opportunity in the final many, offensive drive on Sunday. How many times was Damian Pierce not an option at all for the game? Uh, this is a perfect, like, listen, for the rest of the year, the rest of this season, with three to four games left, this is the opportunity that the smart, op the smart decisions will be. Let's give guys an opportunity to showcase whether or not we need to bring them back for next year or not. That's it. I mean, I, I don't I don't see how else we can really look at this. Uh, we can even look at whether or not Jeff Driscoll should be considered to be a quarterback uh, and, and play the same role against the Chiefs as he did against the Dallas Cowboys. I think this is an opportunity for Davis Mills to possibly, you know, get some more confidence under him. Uh, but in terms of the running back position, I think this is an opportunity to utilize Dare. What happens next year for the running back, whether it's RB2 or RB3, I think it will come down to those two guys. I don't think Rex Burkhead is going to be in the NFL next year. I think he's going to retire, rightfully so. Uh, and he may get an office job with the Houston Texans. I don't know. <laughs> but so why not? Like, when, we, when we look at what this offense will or won't be without Damian Pierce, I don't think Houston is going to have a big day on the ground. I don't think Houston is going to be, you know, a ground and pound team, which is something they've been trying to emulate throughout the year. I don't think so. 
But that doesn't mean your running backs that you have on the roster can't be utilized to their strengths. You're not maximizing their strengths, kind of like what we just saw out of what? Jeff Driscoll getting featured on Sunday versus the Cowboys. The first time we really saw him in a real game plan, not just a wrinkle here and a wrinkle there. They utilize everything that he can do to his maximum ability. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting, information, stats, news, and analysis this season. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college bowl season to basketball and the World Cup, we've got it all over at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those over at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to place your betting information, to get your betting information and place all the bets that you want to bet. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more because BetOnline is where the game starts. Thanks for making the Locked On Texans your first listen of the day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. And before we close out with this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans, I guess for the title, I should call this injured rookies or whatever the case might be because we opened talking about Keon Green. In the middle of the show, we talked about um, Damian Pierce. And now we're going to close talking about Derrick Stanley Jr., who's basically been forgotten over the last couple of weeks because he's been dealing with a minor hamstring injury. And um, that is another guy that I'm going to have an opportunity to see whether or not he's going to be out there on the practice field. Um, As of right now, Last time we talked to Lovey Smith about Stingley, because it's a hamstring and that is a tricky injury to determine whether or not to, to pinpoint a potential return date. Um, there's a, I don't think it's realistic, but there is a small possibility that we don't see Derek Stingley no more up until, let's say, the final game of the season. Because um, like Lovey Smith um, said once before, and this is something that he has experienced, you know, with a hamstring injury, you might think that you're good. And by the time you start moving around, whether it be on, on the field, on the court, or on, on the track, you could pull it again and actually cause more damage. But if we do, let's say, an early evaluation of Derrick Stingley Jr., John, is it safe to say that Stingley has been just a little bit of a disappointment? I'm going to say no, no because I don't think the Texans have seen the best version of Stingley due to Lovey Smith's coaching. But not only that, you also got to keep in mind, say what you want about a Mall of Stars Garden and tearing it up in New York. And, yes, he's looking damn good. and He might be the defensive Offensive rookie of the year. But Stingley is only one of a handful of cornerbacks who has not allowed a touchdown throughout this whole entire season. Wait, did you just say defensive offensive rookie? He doing it all for the year. Defensive rookie year. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, no, I, I, you know what? I don't even want to say anything about Lovey Smith's coaching. I think that we saw throughout the year, throughout this season, Stingley just got better. He was mm-hmm. another guy that, you know, missed a lot of time. Yeah, he did. So he, he just got better. Of course, you want to see him uh, in a scheme that plays more to the man, you know, one-on-one. You really are on your the best, the team's best receiver. 
and see what you can do. You want to see that more, of course. But as the year went on, I thought Stingley progressed well. Uh, I think, you know, he was able to process NFL speed faster and uh, make some plays. I, I'm not going to say anything about Levy Smith's coaching. Mm. I think he's been coaching them well. In terms mm. of coaching, I think he's been a good coach. We could argue against the scheme, but then we would argue against the scheme for, you know, the entire 11 men, 11 men on the defensive side of the ball. So I, I'm not, I don't want to limit the scheme to just – Derek Stingley, the scheme is affecting, has affected everybody that plays defense, not just Derek Stingley. And as the year went on, man, Stingley, you know, he got better. I think so. Uh, but he's not a disappointment whatsoever. Your your rookie cornerback has not allowed a touchdown this year. And if I can think of the closest ones, it was Courtland Sutland early in the year, which was called mm-hmm. back. And then they went right back next to him. Right next to him, on the, you know, in the very next play, and you saw Derek Stingley get up in his chest a little bit more and get a pass deflection. Right after yeah. they just presumably almost scored, or not presumably almost scored, they called it back. So he's gotten better. We I've seen him get better in game. That moment right there, not a disappointment. Uh, I want to see Stingley play some more this year. Don't want us to see him necessarily get shut down. Um, I just wonder how much the Houston Texans value keeping your players safe for when it matters the most. Because we also haven't seen John Gennaro play football in a while as well. Yeah, that is true. Um, but, you know, this just popped in my head. And I do want to say this really quick. <laughs> this rookie class has been pretty good. You know, say what you want about Green. I think he's been really good considering everything he had to go through. Damian Pierce, offensive rookie of the year. Um, Derek Stanley and Jalen Petrie, both of those guys have excelled, and it seemed like the Texans secondary is trending in the right direction. I know it's dark times in the city of Houston as of right now for the Texans, but if the Houston Texans can have another solid draft class next year, things will look be looking up for this organization once again. It's just hopefully. Well, thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texan podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Take those same fingers, go over to YouTube, type in Locked On Texans, and then from there, you know what to do. Subscribe, comment, like, share. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, it's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.